welcome to episode 125 of After Dinner Mints. Nolan's here. That's the centennial and a, and a quarter, right? Centen- yes, yeah, dollar, dollar and a dollar and a quarter. Dollar and a quarter. Jason over here. So yeah, so it's been a fucking crazy couple weeks for both of us. We haven't <laughs> done this for a while because the uh, whole world fucking caved in on itself. For yeah. both of us. Yeah, I was just going to say, it feels like, you know, it feels like the world, like my world caved in on itself at least. And I realize that that hasn't happened to everybody in out there. It's just, you know, it's a personal yeah. thing, but sure. Like climbing out of the rubble right now as my house is like going on and off without power. <laughs> Ugh, yeah, I forgot about your power situation. Well, I had the same thing with my fucking heat. Yeah. Because I have like a 70 year old furnace in my basement. Yeah. Because I've had this house for two years and... It was built in 1950, and the furnace is original to the house. So, like, you know, I want to, like, it's oil, which is not mm-hmm. cheap. So I want to get rid of it because it's way too fucking expensive and put gas in. But they can't convert it when it's cold because they got <laughs> to dig up the yeah, ground yeah, to yeah. put the lines in. So... Like, I went the whole first year, and I was like, all right, I'll get it done the second year. And then the second year, I was like, oh, shit, it's cold now. And then it was like, like, it just passed. Yeah. Um. And then, like, the oil company comes out, and they're like, we've been telling them to replace this for at least 15 years. And I'm like, oh, fucking great. Jesus So, Christ. like, now it's got to get done. So we're just going to put, like, central air in the whole house and fucking use that for, like, heating and shit. But it's like... <laughs> Yeah, fucking, you know, a $40,000 project. So, you know, that's not something I want to be fucking paying attention to right now, but it is what it is. Yeah, man. That um that central air thing, like, I I grew up, we, we both grew up, like, fairly, you know, without, instead of yeah, with, yeah. rather. But we had, we had, at one point, we acquired fucking central air as, like, 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 my parents, like, remodeled the house or something, and we got a central air conditioner, and I just felt like, we have arrived. Like, this is it, right? Right. And then I didn't have one again um, for many fucking years. Yeah. <laughs> many fucking years. And I, I still don't now. So it's it's like this like it's this luxury that escapes me. Yeah, dude. My The last house I ha- had was the first house, first house that I ever lived in with central air. Yeah. And I was like, I will never, ever move to a place that didn't have central air. Oh, man. And then I lived there for eight months and sold the house. Yeah. And moved right here, which did not have central air. And look like I wanted it because it's a much bigger, much nicer house. But fucking, yeah, it's uh, it's a lot to give up. But what are you going to fucking do? I mean, it's like great to fucking never work. Like, it's just whatever temperature you want all year <laughs> long. Like, that's sure. it. It's fucking nothing to think about if you're... If you're fucking hot you go in it's cold if it's cold you go in it's hot are like, you one of those people that has like a coat that so you can wear it from your front door to like five feet away where your car is like do you do you venture out into the cold at all yeah i the cold doesn't bother me okay the cold the the i could you know if i wasn't worried about like pipes fucking freezing and busting i wouldn't even give a shit like i wouldn't even turn the heat on i don't really yeah. even care okay um like i got it like set at like 62 now like i don't you know, which is like fucking really cold, but like, I don't know. I mean, it's a lot fucking warmer than like the five degrees it is outside. Sure. But yeah, like, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I put on a 
coat to venture to the car, but that's because the car is also cold for the first 10 minutes driving <laughs> it. No, no, I just meant like, you know, there's some people that they lit, like their life is in like a tempered climate. Like when it's hot out there in the air conditioning and they like, you know, they go to work and they go home and both things are like 70 degrees or 68 degrees or whatever. And then in the, in the yeah. winter when it's like freezing cold out, they, you know, they go into like yeah. their... Um, I have like... Like I you go to I, Florida and people wearing coats. Yeah. And you're like, it's 80. Yeah. You're like, I, yeah, but 80's cold. When I, when I moved out to Nevada, it was like, it was like 75 degrees. And I saw fucking people wearing like jackets and jeans. And I'm just like, what the mm-hmm. fuck are you people doing? Like, it's just, it's what you're used to though. When it's 120 degrees all the time, like 70 degrees is fucking bitter cold. Yeah. But it, it fucking is. Um, yeah, I don't know. Fucking, there's like... There's a lot going on, and there's a lot to fucking get done, and it's uh, it's been not not an easy month, <laughs> like uh, at all. Yeah, I hear you. It's actually like shit, man. I mean, I don't want to just make this like a big dramatic thing, but but yeah, like my most of my fucking life has imploded since we last did an episode. <laughs> and I mean, like I'm still here and I'm healthy and I'm I'm alive and like, yeah, like I'm fine, but the world's falling apart. Yeah, it's just like coping with uh, the ever-changing landscape that is my life, I guess, right? Yeah. I, one of the things that's definitely very different now is that like all of my obligations are self-imposed right now, which is like, which is good yeah. because I am, I don't do well without structure, Yeah, but I am very good at building structure for myself. and like so I've been able to just like you know create like a framework for like the shit that I'm changing Mm -hmm. and focus heavily on that so it's like it hasn't felt like anything's different like my my brain is so occupied that I'm not like I don't have time to fucking worry about shit which is good yeah I um it's been it's been almost It'll be eight years in March that I started working for myself, and I realized I I don't believe I have the capacity to go and work for anybody else ever again at this point. Like I, I've totally been like this person who, it's just set in his it's set in my ways. Like I I I I can't barely tell myself how like what to do. Then you know, let alone like listen to somebody else fucking tell me what to do at this point. So it's been a gift and a curse. But um, but yeah. Uh, you certainly have to put all the structure together. Like, there's nobody that's going to fucking hold your hand and tell you, like, you know, it has to be you all the way. Yeah, so it's, you know, rather than fucking beat around the bush here, um, I know I don't talk about, like, where I work, Mm -hmm. but I don't work there anymore. (laughs) Um, And it's a long fucking complicated story that uh, would take several episodes to describe and also I am legally bound not to discuss it right now so yeah. there's that but um you know the fucking a giant piece of my job has always been creating tons of structure for which other people including myself to be successful in so it's like you know it's uh it's all familiar it's like nothing Unusual, but at the same time, it's like, you know, I've definitely come to the conclusion over the past month that uh, I've spent 
a good 15 years making other people very fucking wealthy. <laughs> and like, I've not, I haven't struggled. So I'm not like, you know, playing a violin for myself here, but I have made a lot of people a lot of fucking money. A lot of people who, if I wasn't there and the teams that I put together weren't there, would not have the money that they have, would not be fucking as successful as they are. The last, you know, the company that I'm no longer with five years ago was on the verge of bankruptcy. Within a year of me being there, they were the top performer in their system in the world. Mm. I made that guy $240 million last year. Last year. <coughs> you know, that's not counting the, the four years leading up to it. And That's crazy. I'm very done making other people incredibly fucking wealthy. Mm-hmm. I'm only going to do that for myself moving forward. And it's, you know, it was... It was a matter of like, there's been more than one juncture where I've considered the fact that this is the route I should have fucking taken. Mm -hmm. But in my business, you need money to invest before you do anything. And like, I haven't had that, but luckily like this has paid me enough where I kind of have that right now. Mm -hmm. And then I also have a handful of people who are interested in investing into it and, you know, I very realistically think I'm going to have multiple businesses open within, you know, certainly one within the next 60 days mm-hmm. and definitely a minimum of two within, you know, the next three to four months. That's that's kind of fucking crazy. And, and <coughs> by process of extrapolation, <coughs> I would say I have like no less than no less than five opened by, you know, this time next year I'll have five restaurants open. Yo, without a doubt. It's not even a fucking question. That's, you know, yeah, that's fine. Which is like, when I say that people are like, you're out of your fucking mind. And I'm like, I'm used to running 50. Mm -hmm. I'm used to fucking, I'm used to $240 million a year in sales. I'm used to fucking 2000 employees. I'm Mm -hmm. used to fucking running six hour, wide geographies, you know, across giant chunks of the country, like having five within like 10 miles of each other. (laughs) That's hardly work. That's like a fucking vacation for me. So it's like, but the money you make as the owner, as opposed to the fucking, you know, top person in charge is dramatically different. So five's good. Yeah. You know, like it's, it's not where it'll end, but it's certainly a good start. It's um, it's nice to have goals, man. You gotta have goals in life, right? Yeah, and you know that's another thing. Like, I haven't had a goal in a really long time. Like, I've talked, I've definitely talked about it on the show. Like, I have not had a goal. This fucking cord. I've not had a goal in probably a good ten years. Holy shit! Yeah, not I, wow. Not really? even kidding. Like, nothing to work for. Like. I've accomplished, like, even my last job, like, yeah, like, I'm I'm an executive, I'm running 50 restaurants, I have a giant fucking chunk of the country that reports to me, but it's the same job I've been doing for the past 15 years. It was just at a slightly bigger company. 
Like that's all it was. It was, but it was the same job. Sure. I've not had a goal in at least a decade. Really? Yeah. I've just I, had nothing that shit. I wanted to do. Nothing that like I felt motivated to work for. So like this was good because it put me in a position where I'm like, it really like forced me to decide like what the fuck do I want to do. Mm-hmm. So that's decided. So I actually have something to work towards now <coughs> for the first time in I don't know how long. I um maybe it's because I I did step away from like the regular workforce like so long ago. But I I uh, I don't function. I can't function or at least well without goals. Like yeah. I, I feel like I need some kind of, like, carrot in front of me to, like, chase after. Other, else I just fucking become, like, I don't know, some, like, slacker asshole. I, I basically have, like, a whole fucking system, which is, like, I don't really focus on the goal at all. Like, I know it's there. But it's really about, like, building... Like, it's so methodical Mm -hmm. where it's like, okay, this is what I need to get done. And then I work backwards to, like, where I am. And it's just like, what are the things that I need to do to get from (coughs) A to B on this, right? And then it is, what is the framework that I'm going to build and the routines that need to be followed to make this happen without me having to focus on the goal. Well, yeah, you're, it's like a big picture thing, right? Yeah, so that I can just, I put myself in a position where all you're focused on is the routines and not on the goal. Mm. So once you develop the routine, the goal becomes, if, if you plan the routine in a way that it supports the growth of the goal, you never have to focus on the goal because the goal becomes an inevitability. I see. And like, it's never failed me because even like when it doesn't work, all you just like constantly have checkpoints where you're like reassessing what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And if you see that, like you're veering a little too far to the left, you're like, all right, how do I adjust the routine so that I'm back on target? Mm -hmm. And then you're never focused on the goal. And like, that works really well for me. And maybe that's because, maybe that's because if I'm like constantly measuring myself against an objective, I find it really discouraging. I find it a lot more rewarding to just focus on the process. So I just make sure the process is built in such a way where the goal has no, like the goal not being achieved is not a possible outcome of the process. Sure. I, um, looking back to when I started placing goals for myself, I, I, when I started working for myself, I used to judge my success on a like day-to-day or week-to-week basis whereas the only level of like measurement was do I have more money than I had yesterday and if the answer was yes then I was moving in the right direction and it was a success right frequently was so I felt like I was you know um but that was it that was like my only that was like my only barometer and it's it has all been for like the same goal I suppose but right um but yeah, I just uh, it's I'm, I'm I'm like a really big picture guy too. Like I yeah for I like slightly different in like in terms of mythology methodologies 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 Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's more like um, I fucking my English just fucked up my whole train of thought now. Yeah. You have to like bring it back and rewind it for a second or something. <laughs> um. 
Slightly different methods. Yeah, I I, I know I really lost train of what I lost my whole um thing for a second. Can you like can you like take it back? So uh <laughs> you fucking uh, it's gonna be one of these kinds of shows. <laughs> um, no, it's it's all like it's. I guess, it's uh, it, yeah, I'm just going. I was just going to repeat the definition of what methodology is. Um, I don't know, man. You're I, also a big picture guy, and you have a different methodology. But it was just make sure I have more money than the day before. Oh, oh. <laughs> I suppose no. At some point, at some point though, I had to stop and realize that like. There had to be a better, like a bigger barometer of success, right? Like because I, sure, I had some kind of money, but like, right, I didn't know at the time, I guess, what it was I was really seeking in life. Um, this is like maybe like eight years ago or some shit. Uh, I just knew that I needed money for it, you know. So like the whole thing was just like to get money, I guess. Yeah. And somewhere along the line, like I, you know, like I really started to, I guess, just like work, like doing what I was doing, really allowed me to like grow into like be really who I am or wanted to be, you know, mm. like really to dig into who Jason is, I guess. And, uh, along, you know, during there, I actually created like real quality goals that I think will benefit me and like my quality of life and all that shit. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I fucking, for me, it's like, it's, uh, the goal is really just like fucking peace of mind. Like it really is like, that's it. It's just like, it's not, you know, it's not a fucking number. It's not like a target. It's not like anything. Like It's, it's just fucking like, <laughs> it is not. So, so I spent a long time saying like, I don't want to fucking run my own company. I don't, it, which like at this point, I now do again um, because in the past three weeks I've set it up and like, mm-hmm. you know, we're ready to go now. We're like ready to launch. And um, I did say like, you know, I don't want to run my own place. And like, I convinced myself it was because like, you know, the amount of stress when you're the fucking number one guy and like when you're the number two guy, you don't have that stress because everything isn't on you. But it is, because the truth is, when you're the number two guy, you're the first place that gets... Yeah, you're the, you're the, you're the de facto, like... Um... You're the de facto shit carrier. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. the one who catches all the shit when the number one guy makes a bad decision. Sure. So I spent, violating all kinds of NDAs right now, I spent the past <laughs> fucking year especially... You know, I I wouldn't say the past five years, but the past year, for sure. Um, Working directly for someone who made a lot of really bad decisions because they just didn't want to be told no. You know, just very like Mm -hmm. kid in a candy shop mentality Mm -hmm. on decision making. Yeah. Um, to the point where, like, we've had conversations where it was like, listen, you know, if you're going to decide X and the outcome's going to be bad, I don't want to be accountable for the fact that the outcome is going to be bad because I believe the outcome's going to be bad. And then the outcome is bad. And then we have a conversation and it's like, 
remember when I told you this was a bad idea and you said, I don't care, I'm in charge, we're doing it anyway? Yeah. Okay, so I'm not accountable for this. Well, you should have fought harder to to convince me otherwise. <laughs> Fucking no, because when the conversation, when the initial conversation ends with, I'm in charge, I sign your paycheck, which is a phrase that was used. I'm in charge, I sign your paychecks, this is what we're doing. Okay, well, that's the fucking end of discussion. If I want to keep getting a paycheck, you cannot then fucking turn around and say, I know my idea didn't work, but you should have fought harder to convince me otherwise. You can't fucking have it both ways. And the thing is, is like, that is hardly the first time I've been in that situation with somebody in that position. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it speaks to like a broader thing that like, I, I feel like we've definitely talked about on this thing and you kind of like touched on earlier. Like we didn't, neither of us grew up with like a lot. Um, I think like, I think in our neighborhood, the perception was that my family might've had a lot but that's because they spent money on showy things, Mm. you know? So it was like, you know, we had some nicer things that people looked at and were like, oh, they have this, they have that. They must be doing really well. But it's like, yeah, but everything else that that most families have, we didn't fucking have because we spent our money on shit we didn't need so that it looked like we were doing well. Yeah. Um, Fucking... But, like, anyway, you cut it, like, yeah, we didn't, neither one of us fucking grew up with a whole lot, but I've spent a long time now interacting with, like, people who come from money, Mm -hmm. particularly, like, restaurant owners, especially owners of, like, large franchise groups. And there's, like, and I'm painting, I'm making a generalization here, but, um, I've found over and over again through these interactions, whether it's people I work with or work for or people that I just meet, that people who people who earn their keep, work hard, find success, <coughs> are always appreciative of it. They tend to be more careful. Mm-hmm. They tend to not spend recklessly. Um, you know, they don't treat their money like they won the lottery. Like, you know, like, you know, yeah. people are like fucking poor and then they win the lottery and then they're like declaring bankruptcy in fucking nine months. Sure. It's like a common story because you get it all at once. When you've actually had the fucking work for it, you appreciate it. So that doesn't really happen. But I have found over and over and over again that people who are just born rich have this really weird assumption that people who have less are actually like less intelligent than them. I'm sure. Like they, they, they really do like look at people who don't come from their background and assume that they are not as smart as them. Because you have more than them or what I'm sure it's just like creates an air of like, invincibility having like you know a couple million dollars in the bank right yeah i guess i mean it's fucking crazy though where it's like 
like I've had and witnessed conversations with people who just are like second generation wealthy, you know, like or third generation wealthy, like every, you know, they they didn't have to work for what they had. Mm. And they really just do have this assumption that like because you have to work harder for less than what they have and they never had to work for that you're not as smart as them. Mm-hmm. And in most cases, I find that they're smarter, that the, like that whoever is smarter oh, sure. than those people. They just, they're, those people aren't even smart enough to recognize the advantages that they've, that have just been fucking. Yeah, they're bored on third base with like the bases loaded. Right, or exactly. With, yeah, whatever, yeah. Yeah, that's the expression. I think so. Born that on, is the expression. Born on third base, yeah. Born on, yeah, born on third base. Fucking, it's, it's fucking insane. Yeah. And they just, they really do. They just look at you like, well, you're a fucking idiot. Well, no, asshole. Fucking, you, like, what have you, what have you done? What have you accomplished? Yeah. And like, it, it actually, like, got to a point of, like, contention with one of the people that I'm thinking of where I, I did have to, like, flat out say, like, what, what have you done? What, what do you actually have that hasn't either, A, been handed to you, <laughs> by like a family member who gave it to you or B been created for you by someone who works for you and gave it to you. But you haven't like, what have you done? Yeah. And it's like, that's a tough conversation for me to have because I'm very like, you know, just honestly, like I'm very like pro employer. I'm very pro company. Mm-hmm. I'm very like, you know, I'm a capitalist. I am like, I think the system, I think it's the best system because it sorts out. And I mean this, like, I believe that for the most part, it does sort out the winners and losers and like not losers in a like condescending way, but Mm -hmm. it, it sorts out the people who are willing to, it's, it very clearly separates the people who are willing to help themselves and the people who are willing to, who are just going to sit back and fucking, Sure. Blame the system that if they were just to take advantage of the system, mm-hmm. like the people that they accuse of taking advantage of the system, they would also find success because mm-hmm. it's an easy system to take advantage of. So I'm like, I'm very pro company. I'm very fucking pro, pro organization in general. Mm-hmm. So to sit there and say like, that there's a lot of, that there's people who are just where they are because of like the efforts of other people that they're taking advantage of is like not an easy statement for me to make, but there's definitely like a large percentage of people (coughs) in those positions that are just there because they were given a job by daddy, sure, given a title, given a salary, given something that they've never had to work for, never earned that they don't truly appreciate. And they in turn get to blame other people when their decisions are irresponsible. I I imagine there's more of them than there are people that like actually earn the 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 wealth or success like that. Like because it takes like if you're especially if you're working for somebody else, it it could take a, two lifetimes to ever get close to it to save enough money to be able to go into business for yourself. Like for sure, um, it's not like a it's not necessarily a system that's set up for like everybody to be the one percent obviously you know yeah and most people won't be the one percent 
I mean, that's, Maybe that's that's not that's a bad barometer of success, I guess. But but I guess you know. I hope you know what I mean. Like it's like you have to like. I do feel like the adage like you have to have money to spend money or make money or whatever. Spend money, make money. Spend yeah. money. Yeah, is like a is kind of like a little bit of a thing. Like there's some for like, sure. There's some like tangibleness to it. Um, yeah, but yeah. So like my I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that. I actually lost train of my my thought. Yeah, I mean. I don't know. I you know everything you're saying is accurate. I, I just I don't know. It's like it's bewildering to me how people are so fucking deluded that they don't see, like they don't recognize their own lack. <laughs> they don't recognize their own fucking lack of knowledge. Well, think about it. Like, how many times has somebody questioned it successfully in their life? Like, how many times has somebody challenged that person if that person has, you know, the the wealth that they have, right? Like, they're obviously sitting, like, in a place, like, they if they went to college, it was certainly because their parents made a donation somewhere, right? Right. Like, very few people earn those, like, places. And, um, like, you know, how many people have really sat and said, like, no to him in his life? Like, really, how many times has he heard that, probably? No, for me, a whole fucking bunch. Sure, but I mean, like, in general, though, like, it's just not something that they're well, used yeah, to Yeah, well, when you're, when you're in the position of, when you have a level of authority that's been bestowed upon you that you can just fucking eliminate anyone who questions you, mm-hmm. that's, I, I would imagine that's a difficult power to not fucking abuse. But it's like, you know, I like, I've, it took me a week to find myself in that position. And it's like, not only am I not fucking going to just be like, like, I'm not going to be like, how dare you question me? You're fucking gone. But I'm seeking out people to question me. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm seeking out people to say, this is wrong, or this should be better, or here's how we could do this differently, or I disagree. Like, I want that. Mm. I want somebody poking holes in everything I fucking do because that's going to help me eliminate all the holes. Mm. But other people don't think like that. They just think with their fucking ego. It's just, it's like, I don't know, man. It I just, it blows my fucking mind the unbelievable lack of self-awareness that people have. That's what wealth creates, man. <laughs> it's like... It's like a bubble, like, you know, they're living, like, people live in their own little bubble, but those people, like, really live in their own little bubble. It's like, yeah, it's like just an echo chamber of a fucking inside of a bubble inside of an echo chamber. Yeah. It's like, that's all it is. I, um, I feel, I don't know. I mean, like, good for them, I guess. But in a way, they're like, they're so not prepared to fucking really do anything in this world that, I don't know. It's just like, if, I, I, I really wish that, like, the 99.999% of the world, of this civilization, would, like, just decide one day to, like, up, join arms, and turn on all of the, say, like, 10,000 wealthiest people in the world, right? And then we could just take all of their wealth and split it evenly amongst us. And there'll probably be more than enough to fucking go around, man. 10,000 fucking richest people, like, probably have more than enough for the fucking billions of people that are out there. It's just, it's like the the disproportionate um, wealth is, like, the levels of disproportionateness is... My English is really poor tonight. It's just fucking crazy. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's like, you're talking on a huge fucking scale too, though. I mean, people talk about like, you know, the top 1% and the top 2% and shit like that. And 
the reality is like the entire U.S. is in the top like fucking twenty percent. Like sure. even even people who are unemployed and fucking living below like the U.S. poverty line are fucking they're comparatively fucking millionaires. For well, yeah, other there's places well. there's people on Fiverr that are doing like hundreds or thousands of dollars of like freelance work for like literally literally pennies maybe pennies on the pennies on the dollar uh-huh. sometimes like five dollars for some like whatever it might be like copywriting or any any like any kind of task that's like an actually skilled thing that you know somebody had to go to school for yeah <clears throat> so yeah but but seriously though if the 99 percent really did just turn and murder the one percent like who's going to be left to arrest the 99 percent there's how many how many of the one percent are poli- like registered police officers? Or uh, so here's where I think that gets dicey very quick. Is like the true you know that whole fucking idea that like you know the like you can talk about like Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos or whoever and say like they're the richest person, but then they're like you know there are like these fucking oligarchs and like ancient like family money. Oh, the Saudis like, and stuff too. Yeah. Yeah. Like so unbelievably wealthy that you can't even comprehend. Like they don't make the list. Like it's incomprehensible amounts of money. And it's like, if you're talking about like everyone else turning on the top 1%, well that real top 1%, like the real top 1%, they own the tanks. They own the fighter jets. They own the weapons companies. Like, you know, mm. you can't, really fucking do anything there like you can't turn on them they there's you don't have a chance i would say i would say maybe we stand a chance until you know you're the school you're the schoolyard bully fighting mike tyson like you don't but if like maybe but if i think they really don't stand a chance until there's like a robot military that can like wipe us out off the face of the earth dude they can kill us hundreds of thousands of times over right now like who like rupert murdoch or some shit you think he has access to like some nuclear codes? No, but I think there are people substantially wealthier than him that do. Like when you're talking about like the top 1% in the world, like you're not talking about fucking Rupert Murdoch. You're talking about fucking people who control armies and nations and fucking you know, like fucking But if his army was military in the industries, right? I I mean I guess it's just a fantastical idea, but yeah. I don't know, man. It's just like my whole, I think we were talking about goals, right? I think my goal in life is literally just to like not have it's to worry. so far away from the conversation. My goal, <laughs> my goal in life is to literally not have to worry about like paying, uh, like paying my rent or like paying my mortgage or putting food. Like I don't have to worry about where that's coming from. I just want to have enough money that I can like comfortably wake up, do the things I need to do in life mm-hmm. and like be with the people I need to be with and then eat and sleep and go to bed. Yeah, money doesn't buy happiness, but money buys peace of mind and peace of mind is better than happiness. It does buy peace of mind and it does buy, uh, it does decrease anxiety yeah. in some ways. In some ways. It also increases anxiety like a In other ways, sure. Yeah, because sure. if you don't have it, you can't lose it, right? This is true. This is true. For sure. I, I feel like there's some subject that I, I've just been skirting around. Maybe one day I'm going to have my a, a separate podcast that will dive into like some more work-related things for myself. I feel like that's coming one day. It just kind of has to be. I feel like you can talk and quote about it. Um, yeah. I've, I've spent the past four and a half years not mentioning my employer once. Well, 
It's not really that I don't have an employer. It's just... I mean, but you know what I'm saying. the like, nature of the work. Know, I, yeah, to... sure. I guess I never really... Yeah. I never really wanted to go into that whole thing. Because it wasn't really a legal thing to do. Yeah. Anyway. Let's just leave it at that. Leave you it open a business. To... Yeah, so we just edited that out. Because we're <laughs> not going to fucking... Um, we're not going to allude to things that people don't actually do that would get them in way more trouble than the things that they actually fucking do. So I shouldn't say that then? You know? No, uh, probably not. I just felt like, yeah, okay. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Anticlimactic. Holy shit. Um, did I mention that I'm starting a nonprofit? <laughs> I don't know where to go from after that. Yeah, I don't know either. I mean... Where's the post? <clears throat> <laughs> then we don't have one. Oh, we're not supposed to talk about that on the. That's like not the thing to do, right? Yeah, I don't know. I, don't, I like tearing down the tearing down the wall. Tearing down the wall. So I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I just I I tend, and again, generalization, but I tend to find that people who are born with a lot and are given a lot, a have they never appreciate it because they never had the work for it. Oh and yeah. B. They fucking, they just have this weird assumption that other people who have not been fortunate enough to fucking have their lot in life, that it isn't a matter of fortune, that it's a matter of fucking, they actually believe that they're like smarter than Mm -hmm. those people, which is an absurd fucking assertion. But I've seen it time and time again. Like I've had conversations with these people where they're like, oh, well, we're smarter than them because look at where they come from. Oh, okay. That's fucking insane but okay it's just like this level of fucking incredible narcissism that comes with fucking the daddy issues <laughs> of like having to prove yourself when you've been given everything if i ever have a kid i'm gonna like build a second house in the backyard and it's gonna be like a really shitty beat up house right and i'm never gonna let the kids see the fucking the real house in the front not for the first couple years at least right <laughs> like i wanted to just think we're like dirt poor and we have like peanut butter and jelly for dinner every fucking night <laughs> Sorry. did i just you just about fell out of the fucking yeah chair. i did <laughs> Um, I just wanted to think we're like we're dirt poor. We don't have anything. And then one day I'll just like one day I'll let him into the front of the house. Obviously, but holy shit! I want him to really like learn <laughs> what it's like to be a, a regular human being. What you guys didn't see during that conversation <laughs> is we have a new chair here that is doesn't that a new chair? <laughs> doesn't go back as far as the other chair, and I almost died. Yeah, you almost impaled yourself on a fucking guitar right there. That would have been pretty metal. Yeah, it'd be a good way to go. I think I would have just broke the guitar, unfortunately. Hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. Changing gears completely. I, um, I've um, i given this a lot of thought. I'm very happy when other people are not comfortable. That That's actually, that's not true. That's... <laughs> it's, that was like the fucking most rude thing you could say. Fucking, that's not true. I'm not happy when other people are very comfortable. Uh, in what manner? So, like, <laughs> particularly when people wear sandals. <laughs> okay. Like, it's just, it really, it really bothers me. I, um, <laughs> I, I have been known to wear, like, socks. What is it? Socks and mocks or something? Sure. <laughs> um, but certainly that's not a thing that's going on right now. The, the reason that it bothers me 
is because I don't like that. I don't like people feeling that comfortable. That attitude of like, ah, whatever, man. It's not even like the attitude. It's like, I don't know. Like, I think it is. I think it's the laison, laison fair approach to life. Maybe, maybe. Like, I hate when people wear sweatpants. Oh yeah. Well, I don't. I don't wear sweatpants out in public. Like, that's not a thing. Exactly. Like, I'll wear them at the gym. I'll wear them at home. But I do not wear them out in public ever. Yeah, I that's just, giving up on life, like right there. It that's is giving like, up on life. It's just fucking get your shit and pack up. It and is get giving out of here. up on life. It's fucking. It's like it's detrimental to society for people to be that comfortable. Maybe it is the attitude. It's just the like I don't give a fuck. It's like I don't know. Like I don't know if it is because like I don't care what anybody fucking thinks. Really, like genuinely, like I don't like everybody who I care what they think. Like, I know what they think, so I don't worry about what they think. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. It's just, like, I don't like when people are comfortable. It's, like, like you gotta be... Like, in your be... home or, like, out in public, anywhere? Yes. Right? Like, it's just, like, you gotta be uncomfortable a little. <laughs> like, you have to. Like, you should be wearing... Some... <laughs> you should be wearing something uncomfortable every day. I thought I've thought about this actually recently, and this go this goes a little bit to the conversation of how I work for myself, and I've realized like that. I mean, I I certainly make more than a fair amount of people in this world that have like you know their shit together and put a suit on and go to work and like you know work for somebody else all the time. Sure. Um, but I very infrequently wear suits or anything like that. So mm-hmm. as I was strapping on my, I be- love wearing a suit. My beat up chucks. <laughs> I was thinking about that a couple of days ago. Um, and then I put on like a ripped up t-shirt and went to the post office and I was I was home by 5:30, you know. <laughs> I love wearing a suit. I dude, I'd like I do. I'd like getting fucking dressed up for meetings and work and shit like that. Like it just I'm one of those like look professional, <coughs> feel professional people. On the flip side, like I don't think I hate the in-between shit. Mm-hmm. Right, like so, I worked for a job for a very long time where I was I was a VP, and there wasn't like this crazy strict dress code. Like you could wear jeans, though. Like you had to wear like a a decent shirt, mm-hmm. but like it didn't have to be tucked in. Like you can wear jeans. Like so, like every single day, it's basically still how I dress: like jeans, dress boots, and like a button down shirt. Mm-hmm. Um. And it was very easy, and it was, like, you know, it was, like, casual enough that you could, like, not feel stuffy, but, like, nice enough that, like, you could walk into somewhere nice and not feel underdressed. Yeah. And I really liked that. I also really like, like, wearing a suit to a meeting or something like that. Mm. But I don't like the in-between shit. Like, I feel like if you're going to wear, like, dress pants and a button-down shirt, but, like, not put on a jacket, like, fuck you. I, I feel like it's just like lazy. It's I like feel, go all in or don't fucking do it. I feel most comfortable in jeans, sneakers, and then a button down and a suit jacket, honestly. So I guess that's like flying in the face. And sometimes I'll do a tie, Yeah, too. no, that makes sense I'll to throw me. a tie with like jeans or whatever, but um, I I like to do like like all in on one category and then like not at all on the other. Yeah, ties I can do without. I mean, I don't mind them, but... I don't see them serving a purpose. Um, there was like, so when COVID hit, I was like, um, you know, like my business was kind of taken off and 
I was I was very busy and I was like having a lot of success, but I frequently wouldn't put pants on until at least like lunchtime. Right. Um, it wasn't like there was nowhere there was nowhere to go. Like most places were closed anyway. But yeah, it was just that you know I crawled out of bed, got some coffee, like just did my thing, and then like scratched my balls and sat on my laptop, and then I was off to the races. But yeah. I I also do like I do like the idea of. Um, dressing up and stuff and I, I get it like but it was it's it's difficult for me um now that I have like an office to go to I guess it's still difficult for me because like nobody else is I mean you know the office is like it's just me and another person or so um it's like who am I who am I dressing up for I guess the people right. that I'm walking down the sidewalk with um, yeah I don't know yeah I don't know I mean I don't mind it I'll fucking just throw on a suit jacket for the hell of it sometimes just because I'm not like that asshole like um, like who is it? Like all those like social media dudes, like Zuckerberg and uh, Dorsey and stuff, like are just like hoodies and sweatshirts and whatever you know, and they're like rocking their two billion dollar wallets and a fucking like right. fifty dollar hoodie or something. Right, right. Um, that's I don't get that, but like certainly there's an in between. It's just uh, it's just how many buttons do I want to fucking put on in one day if nobody else is going to see them? I guess. Yeah, I think that's what I <laughs> don't. I don't like the in betweens at all. Like I like the like I'm doing this or I'm doing that. Yeah. You know, but like I do like like I don't know. I do I do fucking hate when people wear like sandals and flip flops and shit because I'm just like, you shouldn't be that fucking comfortable yeah. in my presence. <laughs> like you should be a little uncomfortable. Everyone would feel better about it because like I'm uncomfortable too, like a little bit, like I'm not like terribly uncomfortable, but like I'm a little bit uncomfortable all the time. And like, that's a good thing because it makes you pay the fuck attention. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. It's the reason I listen, put these headphones on when we do the podcast so I can hear myself and make myself feel uncomfortable feel uncomfortable well yeah like you know it's like the sound of your voice when you hear it it doesn't sound anything like you know in real life it doesn't sound like what it sounds like in your head like there's a different yeah. perception yeah, yeah, yeah because of the vibrations in your skull and shit there's like a different right. perception of what you sound like and then when it's actually played back to you it's like a little like it's a little different um, it's a little like it's like oh that's what i said jarring like. yeah yeah um so that's 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 what i meant i guess i like the headphones so we don't talk over each other yeah. That, to me, that's, like, the key. I also feel like we're, like, a much more high-class organization, like, you know, in the studio, rocking some equipment and shit. We are. We are. It's true. It's just, I feel like some, like, hippie asshole just sitting around with, like, a microphone in front of me, like, in a room. So, wait. So, our t-shirts, are yeah. they going to be for sale? Like, what's the deal? Oh, yeah. Do you, deal? Want, do you want? Yeah, sure. They can. Why yeah, because, we're <laughs> guys, we're going to have merch. <laughs> we are. It's, it's taken... Seven years, but we, 125 episodes, 125 later. technically way more. Fucking isn't that why we did the whole thing, right? It was to like hang on until we got some merch, maybe, <laughs> maybe. Now it feels like a good, it feels like a good story now. Um, yeah, no, they should. Uh, we have to like have somewhere to put them, obviously, to sell them to people, but they should be ready to go within like just a week or so. Okay, just I have to actually go and like press them and stuff, but yeah. Yeah, so we'll we'll have we'll have merch you guys can order, I guess. And maybe people, maybe some like, what is the more besides a t shirt? What like what else is? I wonder what people want to see shit on like hoodies. Maybe some after dinner mint thongs. I would do that. 
<laughs> I mean, I like I wouldn't do that, but I would buy that. I would do that <laughs> for someone else. I fucking I think I always think like I'll sell it to my girlfriend. <laughs> I always think fucking underwear merchandise is a good way to go. It's really like it's it's something people pay a lot of money for. Like if you're gonna buy it, I guess you're like you're gonna buy it. So yeah, thirty dollar underwear is nothing. Yeah, dude, I spend a lot of money on underwear. It's one of those things where it's like. It's one of those things where it's like I think the money is well spent. Pants, I, pants, and underwear. I sure, but like, underwear technology has been the same for quite some time. It's like no, there's so many advancements. Like, <laughs> dude, the ball pouch. Okay, well, sure, but in, like at this in point, all of its varieties, even the varieties I don't like, having the ball pouch is far superior to not having the ball pouch. But at this point, though, like, even the really bootleg, like, aftermarket, like, fell off the back of a truck, counterfeit underwear have the ball pouch, right? No, no. I think there's only, like, a couple brands that I could think of. Really? What? I've only had, I only have one brand of underwear. Like Saks has them, Shinesty has them, Pair of Thieves has them, Separatech has them. I don't know why I know so much about fucking underwear. I was gonna say it's a lot of you have a lot of knowledge about underwear right now. Yeah, there's like there's like five brands that have like have a pouch, and there's like a couple different kinds of pouches. It's maybe it's been a thing for me. Lo- Some are clearly better than others. It's been a thing. It's a thing for cyclists. So like it's oh that makes sense. Yeah, they like to keep their balls tucked up and clean away from. Well, yeah, that things. fucking that. <laughs> Fucking front of like pointy ass front of the seat, fucking poking you in the balls as you're riding around cannot be. It's uh like reasonably. It's an acquired taste, I guess. Comfortable. It's an acquired taste. I feel like we're both like about to fall asleep on this thing right now. Maybe yeah, we should, maybe we should call it. It's been a rough one. Maybe we should call it. I'm gonna go home so, and try to pick up the pieces of my life now. Yeah, we're about ten minutes shy of a regular episode, so maybe we'll make this a short one and fucking. Uh, do two next time or something. Tune in next week for the dramatic conclusion of... Yeah, thank you guys for listening to this very anticlimactic venting session <laughs> of episode 125. We'll see you guys next time. Later.